In this episode, we are joined for a second time by Joe and his friend, Chabem. We dove deep into their journey of having millions on Instagram account to what it takes to launch a product successfully on Shopify and Amazon. We had a lot of fun during this conversation, so we hope you enjoy it too. All right, welcome to the show, Joe and Chabem. Hey, thank you very much. <laughs> if you guys haven't listened to the episode with Joe and Walker, make sure you guys go listen to it. Um, they started up a, a business, which is a really interesting story. So what have you been doing ever since you guys dissolved that business? Ever since that business, um, it's really just been side hustles for me. You know, um, I've had an Amazon business for three years now, so been doing that. Um, been working in leasing a little bit. I've worked retail. Kind of just been jumping around, getting a feel for everything. Um, trying to get different experience in sales. You know, it doesn't always have to be working for yourself, like a lot of people say. You know, sometimes you can get a lot of valuable experience doing other things. Um, other than that, a lot of traveling. Um, been going to some cool places. You know, when you work hard, you know, why not spend your money? So, yeah, all right, what about you, Chabem? What you been up to? What's your What's your life like? Intro you got to introduce yourself to the viewers, give them like a little background. Like, this is your first job interview. Tell them, tell them who you are. <laughs> okay, well, I guess entrepreneurial wise, in the past, I was an Instagram promoter. And the biggest page, I had multiple pages, but the biggest page I had was 1.1 million followers. And I had like smaller pages, which was around like 200K or like 100K. Um, I did that from like the age of 15 up to, I want to say 20 is when I kind of like stopped the Instagram thing. And I met Joe around, how old was I? Like, how old we must have been 17, 17, yeah. Like sophomore year of high school. No, yeah. see, younger than that. It's like 16. 16, 17. Yeah. yeah. I met him around 16 or 17, which made us do a lot more which we're about to, we're about to get into that but currently i'm not really doing much my day-to-day -day is like i'm just chilling focusing on me <laughs> mental health everything else so yeah that's like a little bit of my background that's awesome so you started at 15 like the social media that what that was a while ago yeah, I was so, like, middle school. so like what how do you get into social media at 15 like where you're like okay this is cool like let me do it yeah right. pretty that's much a good question yeah i know right <laughs> pretty much um my dad was, my dad is Nigerian, so I have like a whole Nigerian background. So they're strict. They're really strict. So I could have a phone, but if I had social media, like he would delete it like every time. Like he just wasn't messing with that. And why I did it was because, you have to remind me of your questions. Just like 15, like what is your mindset right there? Like to start social media, like to get involved in it, especially with your parent being so strict about it. You just, um, you just trying to feel rebellious or like what what no, was it? <laughs> I, it just happened. I really it just stumbled across me. It just happened, and then I noticed how much money you can make from it. And you know, as a fifteen year old, you don't really think like, oh, this can bring me. You don't know the value of money at like fifteen. But I had older brothers, like three of my. I have three older brothers, and when I told them about it, they're like, you not, you got to keep doing that shit <laughs> because like you're gonna have to use that money in the future. Yeah. So, so what was, do you remember your first account, like what you started, or? Yeah, let me think about it. <laughs> I know I Aside from your fails. personal account, obviously. Yeah, that would I have be, my personal, yeah. of course. I had a test fails account that was like, I would post like, it was so dumb though. I would post like little people, like people who put like funny jokes on their test and like everybody loved that shit. I posted illusions on one page and one was like a little like lover's confessions, like, you know the little thing like where you DM people and they're like, yeah, like because of my first love, like people ate that shit up though. So that's pretty much, those are the three main ones that I did before starting like businesses on different accounts. It's crazy how like simple it was, like literally just find some stuff online yeah. and then post it back on social yeah. media. And it will bring back so much. Right. It is crazy. It really is. So, so when, 
you like you were building these smaller accounts just like for fun test fails like stupid stuff and stupid shit really Mm -hmm. and then like when did you realize like okay you could really build this up and like make money off of it was it and and where did joe like fall in line with that was this like before you met joe or like how did that process take place this was before i met joe um in the beginning i realized because the whole bunch of companies would contact me and then when they offer you a mad amount of money you're like just for me to post your post for like 12 hours you pay me like thousands like it was crazy that's when i started to realize and for me i didn't always do like oh you pay me the most and then i'm gonna take the highest thing you pay i would take like whatever because i'm just posting a post like if it's for an hour 12 hours like i'll take the money as long as it's not like 40 dollars. like it has to be something reasonable but like Adam and Eve, I don't know if you know the company Adam and Eve, like I promoted with that really? before. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of apps. That was when like small games were trying to get a lot of like um views. So Were you reaching out to them or they just kinda they like, stumbled out across to me at first? But then yeah. I started to realize like, let me reach out to the bigger ones and like try my luck. And most like nine times out of ten, I was pretty lucky. Would you say Adam and Eve is the biggest company that you've promoted or? Yes. Adam and Eve was the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And they didn't pay the most. How old were you when you first got it? Like your first, your first like promotional deal. How old are you? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> what always, what's crazy to me, and it was crazy back then, is like this like thirty year old marketing manager for Adam and Eve is communicating with all these like Instagram accounts and doesn't realize they're talking to like a fifteen year old and like sending money to a fifteen year old. That just blew my mind. When she literally, told me I'm trying to think of this guy's name. Ty Lopez. Y'all know, did y'all know him? The, I'm, in, I'm in my Lamborghini, my garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowledge, that guy. <laughs> Him. Yes, he, and he invited me to go to like LA for like a big thing, but I was, I was fucking 16. So like, I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't I just couldn't just go. And my dad's so strict, so I could not go. But that yeah, was cool that I had like the opportunity to go. And sometimes I do wish I was around this age now and like Instagram was popping off because I would go and like, I'll probably have way more exposure. So. Yeah. So what do you think about like the whole the we had a guest on uh, Jay Johnson and he was talking about like how everything's transforming from like away from like TV advertising and like into social media. So where, where do you guys see that trend going? Like, do you think social media is going to take over the whole world? Like, Hasn't it already? Uh, yeah, I guess. Don't so. you think? I guess so. I a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think now it's just a battle between the social media platforms. Like I think like for companies that want to target our age group and younger than us, you they wouldn't. I feel like you would have to be a stupid marketing manager to go with TV ads. So I feel like it's just like, now it's, are you going to promote on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or like your strategy that way? But yeah, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd agree with your past guest. Yeah. And we were talking about how big TikTok is now. It's kind of insane. Huge. Like <laughs> the, it's huge. the amount the of market cap. Things. What are some things you've seen on there? Oh my gosh. Um, like for me, I like clothes. Like a lot. Okay. I see something pink. Like I'm going to buy it. Like it's usually clothes for me. And I'm trying to think. The Bloom Super Greens, if anybody has seen that thing, I bought that because of TikTok. Like, there's probably so much I bought because of TikTok. And you're yeah. probably just one out of thousands of people thousands. that do that yeah. stuff. I feel like TikTok brought back, it's like what Instagram used to be. And yeah. brought back, like, drop shipping and ways to make money on there that, like, you used to be able to do that on Instagram. And you can't anymore because people don't fall for, like, Instagram ads like that. But with the videos and, like, how the TikTok algorithm... 
I feel like there's so much money to be made now. Yeah, so you mentioned dropshipping. So what was the relationship? Because you, you kind of touched on this in the past episode we had with you, um, how you met Chabam and she kind of like brought you up into dropshipping and whatnot. Right. So how did you guys meet? Like, do you remember like the moment itself? And like, how did the, the process go through? Like yeah. realizing that she was, um, yeah. had all those followers. So we talked about this last time, how like there's always someone that inspires you to like get into entrepreneurship for the most part. Um, so for me, that was Chabam. We met... We had one class together, it was like a speech and debate class, and then we happened to be in an entrepreneurship class together, and that's where we really started talking about business and stuff, and I would, I would like, I think I proposed like a business idea that we could do, she's like, oh, by the way, like I have this Instagram account, and she showed me, <laughs> like my mind was just blown, I was like, how has this never, like we're good friends, and this has yeah, never come never up, come so up. that's when I realized how humble she really was, she was like, she was not about to flex this to anybody. Like we had to get really close and start talking about business. Before this, I yeah, even before she even suggested, yeah, showed, told me anything about it. <laughs> so um, that kind of opened the door. I think she was like, "Oh, like we could do marketing with this," and so it kind of opened up our options because I, you know, I I had done a lot of like research. I, like I've always been big into like YouTube, not necessarily like reading. Um, I'm always I'm like a visual learner, so learning on like YouTube and stuff like that. So I think I'll, at the time dropshipping was starting to take off if it hadn't already taken off like it might have been popular back then um i was like shoot we could do this like you have these instagram accounts that do really good um and so yeah we kind of we kind of took it from there yeah i feel like so i feel like dropshipping kind of nowadays is like an overused word and right. so so for the viewers maybe could you like dumb it down like what exactly is dropshipping especially okay. in the terms of like how it worked on instagram so like Dropshipping, the basics of dropshipping, essentially a supplier makes a product, usually in China, that's how it used to be. I know there's US suppliers now, but like a lot of dropshippers still source their products from China. So then like us, we built a storefront, we picked out, we did jewelry and phone cases. We had like two separate um, websites and businesses that we were running. So we would pick out products from these Chinese suppliers, um, kind of take our own pictures, um, make a listing look really good, design a website, and kind of brand the product. Mm -hmm. And then we'd run advertisements. Um, whenever people would go to our store to buy them, we would send those orders to the manufacturer in China. They would ship the product directly from them to our customer, completely bypassing us. So all we're really doing is marketing. Marketing, it. yeah. And so they would ship the product for us. We never even saw like every order. So mm -hmm. that's like the basics of dropshipping. Sometimes yeah. we would order it for ourselves just to see... The quality, yeah, because we would take sure. pictures and stuff like yeah. that. So we always had like one of each unit, but mm -hmm. like we didn't. If we were selling hundreds of them, we did not have. Yeah, no. yeah. So did y'all come up with this dropshipping idea together? Because like, obviously you were making money from fifteen. Like you yeah. were, you were getting advertisements and like promoting other people for money, but you never actually had your own product. So like, how did that idea of like, okay, let's stop getting money from online people that we don't even know right. and create our own product? I think you saw what was working, and so like. We, she would kind of solve what niches were popping off, who mm. was contacting her the most. And so those are just the ones we're like, what if, like, I think, I think you were the one that said like, you know, we could do this. Like I yeah, see these companies. I, seen, like, I saw so many things and like, I'm a huge believer. And if you see something working, you should try for yourself. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know about, cause Joe is the more creative one out of both of us. Yeah, he definitely is. Different. We have different He says strengths. I'm humble, but he's kind of humble. We have, we have very different strengths, which is what made us like be successful. 
like we had completely different strengths mm-hmm. and interests. I think yeah, I think that's that's so important. But also yeah. at the same time, it's like okay, you, if you guys are two different people, then you guys could also clash at the same time. Yeah, n- not at yeah. all. I don't think we've, we've we. Yeah, we really never had arguments. To we were, this day, it's like I, she had her like she was good at marketing and networking with all these influencers that we were promoting. She saw what was working. Like if I sent her a product and she didn't think it would sell, she would tell me like, okay, like you know you know better than me. And my strength was kind of like creating the websites, the back end of it. A lot of research. He put in a lot of research time. Yeah, like like developing the relationships with suppliers, that sort yeah, of thing. So we kind of had, we were in different kind of camps and it, like it just kind of worked to create, it was like the perfect partnership. Mm-hmm. So so what, what, what is like your first steps? Like, okay, you guys want to drop ship and you're like, you just go on YouTube, type in how to drop ship or like how to sell products online or what? Yeah. On the back Pretty end much. of it, like Shopify is still a huge platform for like, online sellers so it was back then i think it was a little it's it was smaller than it is now but um so yeah there's just videos on how to set it up it's super um you know it's pretty straightforward how to create the website there was a software that would automatically fulfill the orders from aliexpress is what we were using i think it was called oberlo back then but it would oh yeah yeah it would automatically fill the orders like and yeah so like all the software was there for us to use and compared to how much money we were making, it didn't cost much at all. No. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess when you're, like, like, do you remember maybe any of the initial products that maybe you were selling? Like, could you maybe give some examples of those to the audience? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we So in the jewelry yeah. business, um, back then, like, wave rings were super huge. So it was like a, <laughs> it was like a thin line and it was like a wave. And the all the girls, all the teenage seller. girls loved that. It was our bestseller. Bestseller. So simple. So simple. And we would just find like what jewelry, like what were the trends. Mm-hmm. So what were the profit margins on that? I'm curious. Oh, ridiculous you profit margins. Like, it's crazy. And what kind of blew my mind is like that wave ring, for example, we could buy it and ship it for 50 cents. And so it's like, how did they even ship that from China for to our team. customer's door for 50 cents? <laughs> like that doesn't make... You can't ship something from one one place in the United States to for another place in the United cents. States for less than like three dollars. So we we're like, whatever. Yeah. And so we did it, and we had like clever marketing strategies. So back then, people used to fall for this shit, like, and not fall for it because like it. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, they fell for it. <laughs> they, so, yeah, but, but right, and, well, and we yeah. would be like, they fell oh. for it, but they got their product. Yeah, and, I mean, like so. One we of delivered. marketing strategies was free wave rings. Like, get your free wave rings. Yeah. <laughs> Limit one per customer. And you know when people see free, they're like, oh yeah, give me that. Give me that. Yeah. Like, I want just, it. Just pay like $7.99 for shipping. Just pay for shipping. Like $7.99. For, so we make a $7 profit margin. So it wasn't really $7.99 for shipping. It was just you guys jacked Correct. up the shipping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So maybe you call it misleading, but you know, like it is. They got what they pay for. And companies still do that. Like I've still seen that like um, not even just drop shipping. It's just like a marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So yeah, we had clever things like that, like buy one, get one free. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when you really think about it, those are the same products that like boutiques were selling in their storefronts for more expensive. Way you know? more. Like and 30, they were getting it for the same price same as us. Thing. We just had a different strategy of selling it to the customer online and mm-hmm. not at a storefront. So, I'll say one yeah. thing we, we really utilized was like having our prices be lower than others. Like that's right, really what right. got us our profits so high. Um, so, so I want to touch back on you said like how to get started on dropshipping like you can just look it up on YouTube Yeah, but obviously today like you might not even have to look it up just because there's so many people promoting their like courses So how would you go about like for maybe someone who wants to get into dropshipping 
or like so how would they either go about like finding someone who's not just like a scammer or whatever right, right, or right. or like what are some red flags to look for for like the wrong information right so i feel like most people on youtube now have pivoted to like they have a course they have courses with like super in-depth information um just because it makes them more money so don't always be skeptical of someone because they have a course um and you can get a lot of valuable information from their youtube without buying their course a lot of times they'll like kind of give you the basics and then if you want to go in depth you can buy their course i personally would not buy someone's course i think like that you can you will be able to find people that will go really in depth so I think just just find the people on YouTube. A lot of times, it's like smaller people you know, mm-hmm. um, that don't like know what they're talking about, and they might make a lot of money in whatever branch of entrepreneurship they're doing, and they, but they just don't have enough followers for a course. But I'd say like if you wanted to get into dropshipping, look up like how to create a dropshipping store. You could look up the steps. So instead of like if you just found a video that said how to dropship, they're not gonna be able to explain it in exactly. one video, and they might just be like, oh, you go buy my course. But if you can find videos on steps of the process, how to create a dropshipping website, how to source your dropshipping mm-hmm. products. Like be more specific in your You might be able to find, like, you might be able to piece it all together. Yeah. That's really insightful. It's like, don't quit after one video. Like, no, you got yeah. yeah. to put everything together. I like what he said about the smaller creators because usually it's the smaller ones that are giving you the better information. When it's yeah, like absolutely. an oversaturated, like... Um, um, like YouTuber or something, it's pr- generic information. It's the same thing. And I feel like right. that's why people usually give up. They right. don't search deep enough. Yeah. Right. I feel like that. that's also like kind of attributes to like why they're the bigger creators. Like it's so easy to just like slap a how to drop yeah. ship and make a million dollars in 2022. And they're just like, blah, 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 blah. Like right. this will work right. here. Go to my course. Whereas like actually putting like a 30 minute long video, like yeah. how to build a website. Like, yeah. Right, that, that's, that's not true. gonna get like the right like people aren't gonna a lot most people aren't gonna watch that all the way through and then their video gets pushed all the way down. So exactly. yeah, I agree with you. People that clickbait, the bigger creators a lot of times are gonna have more views and not always the most have you, quality. Have you ever bought a course, Trebem? No, you haven't. Never. You ever thought about it or be no. like no. accounting no. course? Like <laughs> she could she could have her own damn course. Only, only courses we bought are college courses. Yeah, that's, that's all. Overpriced. Yeah, overpriced, way overpriced. Yeah. Right, those are the most overpriced. Yeah. All right, and, and not worth right? the shit. Not yeah. <laughs> Right. I think we all come in agreement on that one. Um, So I know you mentioned like you had a little trick where you would you know put like seven nine nine shipping for a free product. Were there any other like little tricks that you guys picked up along the way that like really put you guys ahead of some or maybe other people that were trying to drop ship? Hmm. I think we used your Instagram accounts, um, and we would just kind of come up with like we would just have like the apps where you design like a little infographic and whatever like it used to be really it really used to be that simple now if you try doing something like that on instagram you should you you need to have some quality content like you might need to send your products to a creator and have them use your products and like vouch for them back then we didn't need to do that and we would Mm -hmm. find other big pages like we wouldn't only use hers we would pay other people like she had a lot of connections in the social media space because she had been doing it for so long that we were able to reach out to them and get them to promote it so as far as like a strategy, you know, we kind of we spread it, our money out. Yeah. Like, and we kept it pretty simple, like he said. Like how I had the connections, because I had to do shout out for shout out. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. Yeah. Back like in one the day. Page, yeah. One page shout to you. So sometimes we didn't even pay for a promotion. Instead of promoting my own account, I would promote our product and then promote their account on my account. So it kind of just worked out. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's, <laughs> like, that's like the exact same thing our, our last guest, he was talking about how he would, he like had an app he built and and he would do the shout out for shout out but just like you said he would promote his app yeah. for their shout out but when he shouted them out he just put their account exactly yeah. it's like you save so much money and you're making money for free 
So. Yeah, you're like, so I wanted to kind of flash back because you mentioned that she was really, really humble about like not sharing it. So like, yeah. like was Joe the first person you shared like your, your accounts with? And like, what was that reasoning behind? Like not telling your friends or anyone else? Uh, other than my family, Joe was the first person. And like, even to this day, I don't really share like most of it. What? I don't know what made me tell Joe. It's the connection that we had, I guess. And I was like, he's trustworthy and he knows a lot. Like he was the first person who like came to me and knew a lot. Cause like sometimes you know when people are BSing, they don't really know, and they're just talking to you to be nosy. Like Joe was actually looking for like a goal and actually wanted to make money, and that's like a passion that we share. I can't imagine that. Like if if you know someone, like if if you walk up to someone and they have millions of followers, the first instinct is like, oh, this dude's probably cool. Like let me just try yeah, to let, let me try just, to get something out yeah, of him exactly, or something. And that's one of the main reasons I didn't tell anyone because first of all, when you tell people things like that. Most people will probably, like you said, like just talk to you just because of that or use you for something or ask you for things. And I just like to stay in my own lane and like stay away. So I guess I guess humble is the right word to yeah. use. We did share it with like we had a, our entrepreneurship teacher, Miss Wright. Shout yeah, out. She was her. awesome. She was always so encouraging. And yes. in that class, we didn't really do anything besides work <laughs> on like whatever hustle or business we had. So like we would be sitting in the back of that classroom like. <laughs> watching our sales go up on our dashboard and like i I remember so vividly the first day we made a thousand dollars in sales like sophomore junior year of high school and we're like shit we just made more than this teacher right Right. and it was awesome like we were were just so thrilled and it was like such a good feeling but yeah she i would credit a lot of our success to her because she supported we, we did a lot of work in school because she was cool with us learning that way and i feel like we did learn a lot more than whatever PowerPoint we would have been paying attention right. to. So. Right. She was great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So you, you mentioned kind of getting to that point where, you you know, you made that much money a day and how happy you were. I guess, you know, before that on your, your journey and getting started, were there any like really big failures you guys experienced that maybe you remember? Or failed products maybe? Like you launched this product yeah. thinking it's going to do good and then... I mean, we definitely had shortcomings. Like, yeah. So like certain accounts that we would try to promote with and it would just flop like when you drop hundreds of dollars for and pay some account to post it and you get no traction no yeah. one likes it no Their one visits your website really engage yeah so like we had to learn the hard way um but that was definitely a shortcoming mm-hmm. yeah. i would say that's one of them and we did we bought big what was it called the big pallets of like oh we cases. yeah we did liquidation pallets yeah a lot. like buying a bunch of customer returns like they were like liquidation.com mm-hmm. yeah so like we, I think we bought a huge pallet of phone cases and it was like from who knows where the fuck, like Walmart, know. Target. Um, and we got them and we paid a lot of money for that. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Cause yeah. we thought it was going to be like a bunch of brand new otter boxes, whatever. Yeah. Like some people would use that phone case. It looked like for a year and return it. Like it was yeah, so dirty, just give it, yeah. but like we eventually broke even, but that was like, when we ordered that, we were like, we're rich we're dropping out <laughs> like, and we just ended up breaking even. So like. We definitely tried other ways to make money that weren't always as successful. We just found what we were good at, and that was dropshipping. Was your was your first launch successful? Because I feel like that's like big thing. Just in business in general, it's like okay, your first customer is the hardest to get. Your first sale is the hardest to get. So, what was the first experience like? I would say for because I had such a big following already, it wasn't it wasn't hard to get a first customer. But like he said, like where where we had to find where we got the most of our audience, like there's certain accounts where we will make so many sales from that one account. So we just keep promoting with that account and add others. And clearly that other one account didn't work. We want to continue to promote with that account. 
So it wasn't hard to get a first customer, I would say, because of the following that we already had. I do remember when we, I think we did phone cases first and we hard launched this website. It was called Cases by JC, Joe yeah. Chibou. Um, <laughs> Okay. And we had we had this website decked out. We had all these ads ready. We paid a bunch of accounts to promote it. We spent a lot of money. A lot. And then, so we're watching it from both of our houses. We're not like we're in high school, so we're like I'm I'm doing homework in my room. Don't bother me, <laughs> mom and dad. Um, and I'm watching the like I'm, I'm watching all the traction. Add to cart. Add to cart. Checking out. Like you see all these yes, people, and then no one would check out. Yeah. And we were like, what the hell? Like this is the first night we just pay. We there's <laughs> hundreds of people on our website. Turns out we didn't have like the payment system set up correctly. <laughs> so we missed out on like a huge hard launch and lost yeah. a lot of like back then it, we probably spent like 500 to a thousand dollars on ads for that the first time we launched that website. Yeah. So it was like, damn, we took an L. That L. took it out. Like all those people just dipped, didn't come back to our website. Yeah. Cause they're like, well, we can't pay. Bye. Yeah. Oh, a lot of missed customers right there. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. So that, that hurt, but we learned our lesson. Like yeah, we, we had our bases covered from then Promise on. Promise you we didn't do that again. <laughs> no, no, did not. Did you tell, did you tell your parents like about what you were doing, like on dropshipping and like the money you were making? Oh, hell yeah. And I was not as humble as her. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily like tell my friend, like everyone about it, but like my close friends mm -hmm. and my family, yeah, they knew about it. Like, so yeah. what did your parents think of that? Cause I feel like if you're looking at your kid, make a thousand dollars in a day, you're like, what the heck? Like, yeah, I mean, they definitely thought they definitely thought it was, they, they thought it was cool, but, um, I would think if it was yeah. a, honestly, like if I told my mom, I was like, yeah, I just made a thousand dollars, whatever. <laughs> she'd be like, who did you give your money to? Like, you just got scammed out of something. Like she wouldn't believe me. I feel like, cause she'd be like, you can't do that online. But, yeah. but I guess it is possible. Like, I think like I've always just wanted to always talk about business. So I just always have talked about it with my parents. So they kind of like, I talked to them while I was building the website. I talked mm -hmm. to them about all the work that we put in along the way. So when it was finally paying off, they're like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were impressed. Maybe they were just like, quit to, like, we're bored of you talking about this. But yeah, True. I, I told them about it. They knew. <laughs> yeah, I told my dad about it too. Like, I got well, my whole family about it. He was very supportive about it when he saw it was something, though. <laughs> like later on, he's like, okay, wait, you kind of got something going here. Yeah. So. Yeah, he was mad supportive about it. And I didn't have a car, so sometimes he would, like, if we did have to ship things out, like, he would go to the post office for me, ship it out, ask me. To this day, he would do that. So, and I also, we both came from kind of business-oriented families. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's why they kind of understood. Like, right. okay. My dad was like, yeah, you're really my blood. Like, this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that was his response. Proud father moment. Yeah, right there. yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I feel like that's that's definitely so important to have, like, people around you that you can not only talk to about it, but that are, like, supportive back toward you. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I feel like nowadays you can kind of look at it from the outside, outside of the dropshipping space, and it looks like it's super oversaturated because, like, you see all these people promoting it, like, hey, I just made a million dollars today. Um, so what would, like, if you heard that, like, what would your your rebuttal to that be? Like, why is that not true? Or maybe why is it true? Oh, yeah, I'm also curious, like, how are your stores? Do you guys still have stores going up now, or, or what is that like? Right, so the dropshipping sort of ended... When we entered college, yeah. Um, so, dropshipping via Instagram, some would argue that's dead. And I, there, I'm. There's always ways to make money, so don't quote me on that. Like it can be done, but it's not as easy as it used to be. So, and Chimem always told me, like near the end of when we were doing it, and even when we started, I think she was like, Instagram used to be popping like last year, the year before, but now it's starting to slow down. Like she could see those kind of trends. Mm. So by the time we were winding down our stores and like cashing out. She was like, yeah, Instagram really isn't it anymore. Like, Instagram's dead. 
Like, think about Instagram right now. It's so dead. And she could tell because of the amount that companies are willing to pay her for yeah, ads. The it would tell her, would like, those companies did research on where they're going to spend their money. So yeah. if they're not paying the big bucks, they're probably not getting a lot of business from Instagram. So, mm-hmm. but recently, so the reason I say dropshipping on Instagram might be dead, with the rise of TikTok, I think it kind of reinvented the game. So I think it's kind of been brought back. And I've seen, I was telling them before we got on the pod, that I saw Bia Heza, a popular YouTuber. He's made like millions with dropshipping. He has very like entertaining and informative videos about dropshipping. So he did a video on, he bought a store, a dropshipping store that sold like lip gloss that made your lips look bigger. And he like made videos and ran TikTok ads and was making money. So it's possible. And I think because of how viral you can go with a single video on TikTok, I think dropshipping's back, and if you if you do it right and you design a great store and you come up with good video ideas, or even just pay for ads and mm-hmm. they're still good videos, I think you can make money with it again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it ever matters if something is really oversaturated. It's like, I mean, just do what works. That's the, like my mm-hmm. thing always. Just do what works. As long as you outcompete the other people, it's yeah, like do what works. Literally, right. oversaturation doesn't really matter. Yeah. But it is oversaturated, but I don't think it matters that it is. Right. Right. There's there's a bunch of money being printed right now. So there's always money to be made. If you always. if you find if you see a product that you think you could like sell or you think has potential or something that you've bought or whatever, and you think it's viral material, especially like that lip gloss that makes your lips look bigger. Like, you know, I could see why that would go viral in the right context. So like if mm. you if you just find a product that you can imagine it going viral because it's cool, like I remember there was one like I saw about a year ago and it was like a shower head that like turned colors and shit and made the that water like, like yeah, yeah. That, that made the the water like red and green and stuff. It went viral because people were like, That's so cool. Yeah, like, and it's like, like LED light. Right yeah. <laughs> and that was probably just a drop shipping product. Like they probably bought oh, that from sure. five dollars for China from yeah. China. Oh, click on our website and selling it for like fifty bucks, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like stuff like that where it like it's viral material. That kind of stuff is where I think there's still a lot of money to be made in dropshipping. So I'm curious, you guys, obviously you started this Shopify, you started like a website and you built a platform there. Um, did you guys ever transform to like Amazon and like sell via Amazon or what was that That's transition? All right it's all him. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't touch Amazon. Uh-huh, so, okay, okay. Before we get there, I'm curious, like what was, what was like the end of like, like why did you, why did you stop doing what you were doing? Or like, was there something that prevented you from doing it? Or you were just like, I'm going to focus on other things. I think we really just started focusing on other things. Yeah. yeah. Like, and we were going to college. We went to college. Yeah, yeah. I feel like college was the thing. Yeah. And we still sold, stuff. like, stuff on eBay. So, like, we would still buy products on AliExpress and sell it on eBay. So, even if she didn't do Amazon, she was still selling stuff on eBay. Yeah, um, yeah, true. <laughs> so, we were always kind of selling something. But, yeah. And we, I think it just wasn't as fruitful as it used to be where we could just post an Instagram ad and make and make money because we had designed a website. It just exactly. wasn't like that anymore. Exactly. The numbers were going down. Right. That's awesome. So, so when did you transfer into Amazon? Freshman year of college. Okay. Yeah. So why did you, why did you like, where did, obviously Amazon was selling books since what, 1996. Right. So, so where, why did you like get into yeah. Amazon? Well, I found a few good products. Um, like I said, we would order things on um, Alibaba and um, just like random stuff and we would sell it on eBay. So um, I eventually had a product that was selling super good on eBay and I think, again, I was watching YouTube videos and they were like, Amazon, like you can be a third party seller on Amazon, like just like you're doing on eBay, post, this is how you list your products on Amazon. Amazon will fulfill them for you. It's called Amazon FBA. You basically just like send them a shipment of your product. 
they spread it out to all the Amazon warehouses and ship it on Amazon Prime to your customers. So that's a lot more, like if someone's searching for like a water bottle on um, the internet, right? It's gonna pop up like, oh, you can go buy one at Walmart or you can go on Amazon and have it in two days via Amazon Prime. So someone's selling that water bottle. It's like the number is like 55 or 60% of all products on Amazon are third-party sellers. So someone just like me just sourced that product, branded it, and sell it on Amazon Prime. So that was kind of a no-brainer where I was like, I'm shipping these, like all the things that I was shipping out of my dorm room on eBay and I have to ship each one, but I could put them on Amazon instead or in addition to eBay and Amazon will ship it for me and I'll just see how it goes. So I basically just tried it and it worked really well. And the ad, like the ads you can run on Amazon, super specific, really great. So like the return on my ad spend and on what I was buying the products for was really good. So, Wait, so what is what is like the ad layout like on, is it just mean like you show at the top when they search something or like how yeah. do, do they send emails out to people or how does that work? Yeah, so there's different way, there's different options. So you could basically create an ad campaign and what I've always done is a sponsored listing. So like if someone searches up like a water bottle, for example, I want my listing to be the first one. It's It'll say sponsored on it, but you know, like if as long as you have a good picture, yeah good reviews, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, so that's what I've always done. I know you can you can pay to have like a banner on the listing where it'll like show all your pictures like above all the listings. So there's like a bunch of different ways that Amazon can promote, but I've always done sponsor listings. I haven't really branched out of that. So I feel like people worked. overlook that sometimes a sponsor things because they right. think that people won't click on it, but yeah. I click on it. Or, <laughs> or some people like list their products on Amazon or even eBay and they don't think to sponsor their listings yeah. or do any marketing and it's like you probably should do some research and figure to. out how you that works because yeah. that'll take you from zero to a hundred mm -hmm. yeah yeah i was gonna ask like did you ever experiment with any other ad strategies but it sounded like you found one that worked and stuck with that right yeah that pretty much that yeah you just steered away from social media like did you even like try to incorporate that in your amazon or no not really because mm -hmm. I, I like amazon ads so were just huge. working so well yeah and yeah. so huge that like if i paid some influencer oh to post this and put the amazon link in your bio it just like wouldn't have been worth it yeah it would have thrown people off because you don't yeah. see that much like because i could just increase my amazon ad budget exactly and like the cost per click is going to be a lot lower than if i paid for something on instagram I'm, I'm curious, like, just looking back on all of it, we'll start with you, Trebem. Like, okay. was there anything you would have done differently? Like, you saw, like, okay, you made this huge mistake, or, like, do you really just like the journey that you went through and, like, all the things that you've learned? Or I'm grateful for the journey I went through. I don't think there's anything I regret. I try not to regret things just in general, but with that, there's nothing I regret, really. Like I said, I guess if I could change my age and be older and get to experience more, I think I'd be, I have way more money and be way bigger, but... I don't regret anything. Do you think you would have done something differently to maybe try to get it bigger, like from what you know now, or hmm. like you made maybe you made a decision there was like, okay, well, I really could have done it this way instead of this way, or nothing. I don't think so. no? no, nothing comes to mind. What about no. you, Joe? Um, I I I like the process that I followed. Um, I think we both got into it at like a young age, so a lot of people like get to our age and they're like, oh, I wish I started this earlier. Mm -hmm. But like, we kind of started pretty early. So like <laughs> that, I can't say that that like we start, I started when I would have liked to have started. Like I enjoyed all of my childhood. And then in high school, I found the passion of business and I enjoyed that. So I, yeah, I don't, I can't say that I, I'm glad I met Shabim. I wouldn't be where I am today without her. Glad so. I am too. <laughs> yeah. So that was, yeah, I, th I think I kind of have followed the path. I wish I would have once I got into Amazon, kind of spent more time on it and um, 
done more product research and stuff. I kind of found products that sold really well and I was, and I still am making a lot of money for the age that I am, but I could and can be making more if I, and I could still do this. I don't know why I'm acting like this is a regret. <laughs> I, I could spend more time. I just don't. Um, cause I have other things going on, but yeah, I think when you find something that works, chase after it. And I haven't like, I've kind of just like, I found something that works and then I just kind of kept doing it and kept make like kind of plateaued. So yeah, I guess the only thing I would say is like put all my eggs in the basket that I was starting to have eggs in, you know? So right. yeah. All right. So I guess maybe for someone that's watching and is, was thinking like, Oh, maybe I'll get into drop shipping. And now they're like, okay, I want to do it. If you had to like dumb it down to a few steps, like what actions do they need to take today or this week or whatever to like get started in the dropshipping space? Okay, so you need to get informed most yeah, definitely. Research. So one. like for me, I learned the best with YouTube videos. I feel like for something like this, a lot of people that are into dropshipping are probably going to be in younger age and haven't like written books. So YouTube videos are probably your best bet. Um, your marketing strategy, you're probably going to do best on TikTok. These are just like overall things, like ways I've seen the industry going. Um, if you're set on drop shipping, open up your options to other things. So I would consider Amazon selling. Um, if you think about selling online, um, you know, Amazon is it's going to be more money up front because you have to buy all the inventory. Um, so kind of just do your research and know what your options are and don't just be like drop shipping. Let me find out what that is and do it. Kind of do your research and learn about all the types of online selling that you can do so you're informed when you go into drop shipping. But um, yeah, don't, you know, kind of take action and get informed, that's what I would say. Yeah. That was great advice just for anything, really. Try to understand before you take action right, yeah. on anything, really. Yeah. I'm curious, are you, Chabem, are you doing like anything else entrepreneurial-wise? Obviously, you said your dad was big on entrepreneurship. Like, what do you have any plans down the road or like, what are you thinking? Entrepreneur or side hustles, even I was gonna say, entrepreneurship wise, not really. But like, my end goal has always been real estate. I know that's a whole different like conversation, but that's what I've always been striving towards is real estate. But not right now, but I, it's not over. I know it's not over yet, but not right now because I'm kind of in a good spot. And like, like you said, things came up like school and things you have to focus on in order to give me the stepping stone to get to the real estate part. So I kind of had to like hone in on the accounting major thing and getting a good job so I can get the big checks and then go do real estate. You want to do like rental properties or do you want to do like uh, agent, like selling stuff or what were you? What were you I want to do rental properties. My dad actually does rental properties currently. He has about 13 in Raleigh. So I want to like follow by, and my dad was also an accounting like major. So I'm kind you of- You have like, him on the podcast. He's a great guy. Awesome. Maybe but we'll yeah, have to kind plan of following in his footsteps pretty much. Awesome. What about you, Joe? You thinking about doing anything? Yeah. So real estate as well. Real estate investing is the end game. Um, I think we both we've kind of talked about like in retire like that's the way we see ourselves retiring. You know, um, totally different industry than what we're talking yeah. about. But there's other things you have to do to kind of make money in order to be able to chase a goal like that. So for me, um, I kind of want to get into real estate, either property management, which I do some property management now. Um, or selling real estate or both. So right then, the steps I'm kind of taking now, I got a job in leasing, so I'm kind of learning um, how to sell real estate, um, in this case, sell leases, but like, you know, doing walkthroughs and stuff like that. I'm learning how to do that. So trying to in get, you know, inform myself, working with property managers, um, 
that are, are like the, the property I work at now, the property manager is 26 and she's young and she got, that's a very prestigious position to hold. Um, so I would, I'm thinking either go that route or sell real estate. I'm getting my real estate license in January. So that'll, I'll just have that as an option if I decide to go all in selling real estate. But yeah, I'm really just kind of trying to get my feet wet in the industry, really. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, I think real estate is really a powerful like field to be in because it's yeah. like land. You can't like land. Can't, yeah. You can't grow land. Like it's exactly. it's always going to go exactly. up in value. It's, it's never going anywhere. Need a place to live or to do something in. Right. I'm yeah. curious. We have like we have a big. We're big into crypto, me and Sam. So I'm curious. Okay. What are your thoughts on like Bitcoin in general? How much do you guys know about? It? <laughs> Man, if you want to talk about the biggest mistake oh, we've ever my. made, yeah, that we is what we should have seen. Yeah. We have lost some money. When I sold my cleaning business, I put half that money in <laughs> Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin when it was like a like forty something thousand, and I'm like, oh no way, it's ever going below forty thousand. That's ridiculous. Bitcoin, no, now it's at like in the toilet below twenty k. So I'm telling you, we've we've each lost thousands. I lost a lot. I, I took a chance on like the random little coins, like oh the shit coin, <laughs> the shitty coins, like and lost majority of it. Yeah. So I and guess we were that's informed. Biggest... Like if y'all are into it, you understand. Like you probably have strategies behind yeah. that. Yeah. We were just being sheep. We were like, being, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, oh yeah, this is working for them. Like, even though I said go with what works, not with crypto. <laughs> like, I feel like you kind of gotta really know like yeah. what's going on. And that's like both of our parents were like, we're not putting our money yep. in that shit. Like, and because I guess they they're seasoned investors in different yeah. things, so like they kind of know when something's too good to be true. Yeah. And we didn't have a strategy, so I know a lot of people have made a lot of money with crypto. More power to those people and probably y'all, but. Personally, <laughs> I, I kissed five me. figures goodbye with yeah, crypto. So. Yeah, same. And I still, I never sold. You know, you never lose. I haven't yourself, sold so. it either. Don't. Like, I'm like, I'm not. Yeah, well, I'm not a financial advisor, yeah, but don't yeah. sell. <laughs> that would be so dumb. Like, then I really lost that money. Yeah. So right now, I'm just pretending I didn't lose it. Yeah. It's going to go back up. Right. I want to hear what's what's going on with y'all. With you said you're into it with what's, crypto. Yes. I mean, I'm just buying. I mean, I'm buying a lot right now just because okay. it is super low. I believe in it long term. I don't know if it'll be in five years. It's going to explode 10x or so. Bitcoin yeah. specifically, or yeah, I think Bitcoin specifically is the most like the safest. If yes. if you can be safe in crypto, okay. um, Ethereum is pretty great too, just because of the utility behind it. Right. Um, but there's a lot of projects that are doing great stuff. Um, it will guarantee like 50 years from now, crypto is going to be so big, and I have no question about that. Okay, good to know. What about you? Um, yeah, I guess I second a lot of what he said. Um, even like, I mean, like Bitcoin's Bitcoin's great, and there's like a lot of really cool projects. But just the technology in general, like blockchain technology, will revolutionize science, will revolutionize all kinds of different spaces. So I think it's just fun to watch and observe, and even like partake in. Yeah. So I, it's good to hear that from people who know they're you know that have y'all have done more, more research about. Yeah. That. You guys are feeling a little safer about your investment now. <laughs> I mean, I'm, my 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 buy-in is still really high, so that might you might have just talked me into buying a little more Bitcoin and just doubling down. I'm on like, it now would've been the best time instead of when I bought. Man. Like, it was crazy. Right, right. So, okay, so we end the show um, with one question. I guess we'll each be two separate questions. Just what is one goal you have in your life? It could be like a personal goal, like working towards self improvement, or a concrete goal, like in your career. Um, and then, what steps are you doing to achieve that goal? We'll start with you, Chabam. Um, for me, I feel like what I'm really focused on is self-improvement, whether it be mental health, physical, because I feel like when you have those two things together, your physical health and your mental health, it, it shoots you towards the, my biggest goal, which is of course to be extremely wealthy. <laughs> so I feel like I have to make sure that that's in check and it's been going pretty well before 
even though you can always do things simultaneously. Like, I'm, I always believe that like, you can do both. I don't like to waste time. Like, you can do both at once. But for now, it's like, let me put time aside and focus on myself. Get that together. And I feel like everything comes along with that as well. So that's what I've been That's a great answer. Yeah, well said. Thanks. Um, I would say one goal that I have is, I may have had a similar answer last time. I don't know exactly how I put it. But, um, like, by the time that I, like, have a family and stuff, I don't want my life to really be consumed by work. I kind of want to be able, my my schedule to be flexible. Like, obviously, I'm a bit of a workaholic, so I'll never not be working, but I want to be able to, like, spend as much time with my family as possible where I don't have to, you know, I'm not always working and they don't see me and stuff like that, so. You kind of want that choice. It's not that you right. aren't right. working. Yeah. It's just like, okay, if I, I don't have to work if I don't want to. Don't right, want to. yeah, exactly. so I think that's the goal. And what I'm doing to achieve it, um, is re- I'm really just hustling right now trying to build up money because I'm some people say there's a recession coming so I want to be able to kind of act I, I want to buy a property in the next couple years so um, kind of just trying to work really hard save money gets different experience in sales um, and kind of just go with the flow but yeah I'm just trying to save money awesome answers yeah um, so we also we kind of look for if you guys have any like handoffs. It could be a book, a YouTube channel, a podcast that you think would benefit the audience, and then any handoffs where maybe they want to connect with you guys or anything. Maybe your illusion on. account on Instagram if they want to check that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess my my um, old meme account is called Illusion Feeds currently, and then my personal account is Chebem and Banu. I don't know if y'all like C H E B M. We'll put it in the show notes. I don't know if y'all want to spell that. But um, as for books, I haven't read any books recently. And like we said before, like go on YouTube and don't always like hone on the more successful like like the people we shout out would probably be like the people who give you generic things. So I guess like dig deeper into your research rather than the people who just mm-hmm. pop up first. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, I would say like I said, I'm big into YouTube. So if you're interested in drop shipping specifically, be a Heza is a good um, YouTube account. He does a lot of stuff on like, not not only dropshipping, but entrepreneurship, but he definitely got his start at a young age like us in high school doing dropshipping. Um, I obviously like, like all the big ones are, I think are entertaining, like Graham Stephan. Um, I, I like real estate. That's really like where, I was, where I'm getting a lot of my education on YouTube now. Um, so Bigger Pockets podcast, real estate podcast. I watch a lot of that. Ben Mala is super entertaining, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much that. Awesome, we appreciate you, appreciate you guys coming on. We I, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome, thanks y'all. Thanks for having us. Peace. <laughs> that's it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and would greatly appreciate a review to help others find the show. If you know someone that might find use out of our podcast, be sure to send it their way. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so hit that follow and subscribe button to stay up to date. Catch you next week.